down. We will be reading from Mark 4, verses 21 to 34, and it's on page 1006 in the Blue Bibles. A lamp on a stand. He said to them, Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on a stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. Consider carefully what you hear, he continued, with the measure you use. It will be measured to you, and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows. Though he does not know how, all by itself the soil produces corn. First the stalk, then the rear, and then the full grain in the ear. As soon as the corn is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. Again he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted... It grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds can perch on its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. And this is the word of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Colin. Let's uh, pray before we uh, look at that in a bit more detail. Our Heavenly Father, thank you that your kingdom uh, is a great kingdom. And uh, Lord, we are uh, in many senses unworthy servants, and yet we pray that you would uh, help us to uh, listen big this morning and uh, help me to uh, speak to your word. And uh, may we uh, uh, be brought closer to you and, uh, and, uh, and help us increase our joy as we, as we look at these things. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so uh, last week, uh, Paul brought us a parable um, in four sections, uh, and today um, is a passage in four parables. Um, and there they are. They're very vivid uh, pictures. Um, and they look rather different. We've got a lamp, we've got some measuring jugs, we've got a field, and we've got a tree. Uh, and, uh, and yet there is a common theme here. Uh, and that theme uh, is that Jesus wants us to know uh, that the kingdom of God uh, will keep growing. Uh, and so that's, uh, that's the thing. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk through those uh, vivid pictures um, and just explain uh, a little bit about each one of them. But I think maybe uh, it will help first uh, to say a little bit 
uh, about what the kingdom of God is um, and then uh, why Jesus wanted to assure us that it does keep on growing. So, um, here's a kind of a definition. The kingdom of God uh, on earth is the set of all communities built by all true Christians. So a true Christian is somebody who's called on God through Jesus Christ to forgive their sins and to give them eternal life. And of course, a true Christian worships God. Um, uh, they've got two very good reasons for doing that. We give God praise and thanks because he's our creator. And we give him even more praise and thanks because he is our saviour. And so um, we've been given new life by God and we join together and we praise him together like we are doing just now uh, and we uh, help each other live for him uh, and we organize uh, so that we can spread um, uh, that good news uh, and then that becomes like a family. Uh, just like you'll remember two weeks ago Jesus saying, um, whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister and my mother and we become uh, that, that family, and that is the kingdom of God. Um, and so this is what Jesus means in the Gospels whenever he talks about the kingdom of God. Uh, um, under that beautiful sign there um, that says that God is the king of kings, uh, Jesus is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Um, and this is true. Um, and we end the Lord's Prayer um, with... Uh, uh, a, a prayer about the kingdom and the power and the glory and it's much bigger than the people who actually acknowledge God uh, it's there whether we acknowledge him or not but when Jesus talks about the kingdom in this context he means those people who really do uh, love him uh, and seek to uh, live for him and actually um, that kingdom does not uh, uh, include everybody on the earth. It's a, it's a smaller community. Sometimes it's a, it is a minority, in fact, uh, of, of people. And so it's possible um, sometimes to be very conscious um, uh, of that minority factor. And that's one reason why Jesus uh, wanted to encourage uh, his disciples to think uh, wholesomely about the kingdom of uh, God. Another reason, perhaps, is just uh, looking back to that parable of the sower and thinking, well, so, many of that, so much of that seed, uh, for those uh, who sow those seeds, so much of that seed seemed to go to waste. Uh, and yet, some of it did grow and, and produce fruit, 30, 60, and 100-fold. And again, that builds the kingdom of, of God. And, and Jesus wants us to know uh, that that kingdom uh, is actually growing uh, and to understand that. And so he comes with these pictures. To, uh, to help us understand it. And the first thing, uh, the first picture is a lamp on a stand. Now, uh, um, perhaps I could uh, uh, just have a, a, another look at that again. Um, he said, uh, the kingdom of God is like... Uh, oops, I'm on the mustard seed. Let's go to the lamp on the stand. Um, do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? No. Instead, don't you put it on its stand, for whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. Well, uh, many of us are familiar with lots of uh, 
uh, parables and, and pictures of lamps um, in the Bible. But this one perhaps is revealing a surprising thing. It's revealing something openly that wasn't exactly a total secret before, but it was concealed. Um, and what it's actually revealing is the will of God. Um, and God's will is that his kingdom should grow. He wants people all over the world uh, to come to know and love and worship him. And that's always been God's will. Um, right from uh, the beginning of the Bible, you see in Genesis chapter 4 at the end of there, people began to call upon the name of the Lord. You see, uh, when God called Abraham, Genesis 12, he said, all people will be blessed through you. It's always been God's will um, that the kingdom uh, of God spreads through the whole world. But that light was kind of hidden. Um, uh, and very few people could see that it was God's will until Jesus came. And then Jesus absolutely put that lamp on a stand. Um, during his ministry, he made it clear that he was there to spread the gospel to all nations. Just before he was crucified, when some Greeks came along to the Passover, um, he said, well, when I'm crucified, I'm going to draw everybody to myself. Um, last thing he said to his disciples before he ascended into heaven, Matthew's Gospel, go and make disciples from all nations. And, um, of course, the, the rest of the story of the New Testament is about how that began, um, uh, that process began of spreading the Gospel. And right at the end, we have the book of Revelation built centrally around that vision of people from every tribe and language and nation gathered together in a huge crowd praising God. And so Jesus put that lamp well and truly uh, on its stand and said to the disciples, this is God's purpose. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that ever, whoever believes in him um, should not die um, but have eternal life. And, and it was always Jesus' intent to spread that message through the whole world. And, um, and he, first of all, he, he really wants to start with those absolute basics. Um, so that lamp's on its stand now. We know what God's purpose is, and we can expect his kingdom to spread. Now, I probably don't need to say much more about this one now. Um, uh, we had a lot of fun with that. Um, so are we listening with big ears? Jesus says, be very careful what you hear with the measure you use. It will be measured to you. And um, again, uh, you know, uh, measures and, and, and people having and being given more are used uh, somewhat in other places in the Bible. But when you look at this, surely this is what it means, um, uh, what, what we already heard. We've got to listen big if we want to know big uh, about God's kingdom. Uh, maybe we can listen little. Maybe we can just, uh, you know, take in news from the secular news channels. Um, uh, it's good to do that, uh, uh, whether that be, uh, you know, kind of formally on the TV or whether it's on a website or a blog, whether it's social media, whether it's uh, just chit-chat uh, with people. It's good to take in the news, things that are going on. Um, uh, we, we need that. But it's kind of a small jug. When it comes to the kingdom of God, um, it's rarely mentioned. And often when it is mentioned, it's mentioned very negatively. So it doesn't really help us with our confidence that the kingdom is growing. And as Jesus says, if you listen with a small jug, uh, even you know, if you have a little, even that might be taken away. And if we listen with a rubbish jug, we might actually lose our confidence. Could listen to even a tiny jug, which is just full of trash and 
um, and, and lies uh, and uh, sensationalism and sex and violence and things. And if that's what we listen to, we're certainly not, that's not, certainly not going to help us with the kingdom of God. Or we can upgrade to a medium jug. And uh, I, I put it to you that uh, the, reading the Bible is a good upgrade. Right? So reading the Bible, um, and you're going to be asking me why it's not the largest jug, so I'm going to come to that in a minute. Um, it, it, because it gives us context, doesn't it? It helps us to understand the news we hear. It helps us to put that into the context of God's purposes. It helps us to understand um, why there is wickedness in the world. It's very important that we understand that because it's troubling if we don't. Uh, it helps us to understand um, uh, why there is goodness in the world, that, that it is God's purpose to spread his kingdom. And so reading the Bible gives us, um, uh, well, bigger ears uh, than just listening to the secular news. But the really big measure here is when we actually get involved. And when we listen to news of the kingdom, We've had news of the kingdom this morning, haven't we? We've had news of how CAP is working. We've had news of a forthcoming mission. Um, we've had uh, news in prayer of the Beacon School and how um, uh, and, and God's work in all of these contexts. And there are so many other ways that we can tune in to news of the kingdom. And then we will know that it's growing and that it's active uh, in different parts of the world. Um, it's, uh, it's really exciting talking to uh, mission partners uh, when they come through uh, uh, here. We had um, uh, Julie Knox on a, uh, around uh, on a Friday evening, and we were talking about a mission in all sorts of parts of the world in the last, uh, um, uh, well, over a long period, actually. And that was really exciting. And, and, and we have this whenever any of our mission partners come through here. Um, uh, it's been exciting uh, for us. Uh, four children gone to universities in, in three different towns and then settled for work in another one, Birmingham and Sheffield and Worcester and Guildford. And everywhere they've gone, they've met Christians actively involved in the work of the kingdom, spreading that um, and that work growing. Um, it's been uh, exciting to see that. Um, it's exciting to see it when you go on holiday. Um, so uh, listen with big ears and, um, and you know when you start tuning in uh, to that news of the kingdom it's definitely true that if you, if you start with whatever you start with you get given more um, so that's, uh, that's the, the, the jokes the next thing is a field it's not a beautiful field that was uh, not far away from here in a nice warm summer evening a few years ago and the amazing thing about um, farming and uh, Jesus says here is uh, that that seed once it's been planted it just grows it just grows we don't know how it grows um, uh, but it just grows you know if you're a farmer you don't need to pull each other each little uh, uh, stem up do you? you you don't do that you go away and you milk cows and you mend fences and maybe you plant other fields and you do some other stuff you don't stress about that field once it's planted it just grows um, and uh, uh, and one day you walk by and it's ready for the harvest and then you get involved again and Jesus says that the kingdom of God is like that actually one of the most exciting things uh, I've done this year six uh, weeks ago I think um, was an example of this um, 
The story sort of begins in the, in the late 1980s when uh, Sarah uh, had a job, my wife had a job uh, in a factory uh, in Turkey. And uh, at that time, there were very few churches in Turkey. There'd only been one believer there in the early 1960s. Um, there were a few churches and quite a few missionaries at the time she went. And um, the, uh, she made uh, good contacts with these. And, um, uh, and she was uh, very involved. And she used to visit Turkey. She went uh, on, on holiday several years uh, running um, with groups of friends. And they used to... Uh, uh, get involved in kind of low-profile um, uh, evangelism. And, uh, and of course, then uh, other things came along, um, including me and the children, um, and we maintained some contact. But in a, in a way, we kind of uh, took our eye off the ball. And then we had a reunion of those um, uh, summer teams uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, which uh, one of our friends called, uh, who's still active there and it was amazing to see the growth um, there is uh, a, a church in nearly every province there are 80 of them 81 in turkey now they're they're run mostly by locals because it's actually there's been a bit of a squeeze on visas and it's hard uh, for uh, foreigners to run them now and so the church is growing there are many thousands of christians there uh, something that and, and it's like i felt I felt like this farmer, I felt like, oh, I've been asleep, and it's grown. Um, it was just an amazing thing um, to, uh, to, to, to hear that. It was great to catch up with friends, but it was just great to hear that the gospel's been spreading there, um, even while we've kind of uh, been asleep. Um, you know, I think a lot of people uh, in the West felt like that when they heard um, news after many years of not being able to be involved, of growth uh, of the church in China um, mm. uh, when it was shut off after 1949. We were kind of asleep, and then it opened up again, and we heard, wow, it's grown. Um, and, uh, and it's not just uh, in faraway places. Uh, you know, I've had involvement with uh, uh, Sheffield and then been away and come back, and with Birmingham and been away and come back. And, uh, uh, and, and we've seen churches growing and being planted uh, in, um, in, in those towns as well. Um, and it's, it's just exciting to see. So there are, there are great encouragements um, here to know, in a way, that the growth of God's kingdom doesn't depend on us. Some of us work very hard uh, in the gospel, uh, and sometimes uh, it's possible to feel... Uh, 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 alone and exhausted, maybe a bit like uh, Elijah uh, after Mount Carmel, after that great victory at Mount Carmel. And God said to him, well, you know, you're not the only one. There's thousands of others. And uh, that's why the, 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 the field grows uh, uh, all the time, um, even, when, uh, even when, when we are working and also when we're not working. Um, it's also very encouraging to know that that growth happens even in pretty terrible conditions. I mean, the conditions in, in Turkey aren't great. Uh, the conditions in China during the... Uh, they aren't great now, but they were terrible uh, in the 1960s during the Cultural Revolution and the early 70s when the church was actually growing most. Um, so it, isn't it, it, it's amazing to see that growth, even when we're asleep. And then the last... Uh, 
uh, one that Jesus uses here is the, uh, is the, is the, is the tree. Now, we, we, uh, we usually call this the parable of the mustard seed because uh, that's where it starts. <coughs> and that's the title in our Bible. But it doesn't finish there, does it? Uh, we could just as well call it the parable of the big tree. Um, because uh, this uh, tree grows and uh, the kingdom of God is everywhere today. It's all over the world. Um, but we could even more, we could call it the parable um, of the beautiful shade. You notice that when the tree has grown, there are birds that find, um, let's just uh, get the words here, um, it has such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. And um, that shade suggests that there is a hot sun burning down um, that's, uh, that's uncomfortable. And the shade uh, is beautiful by contrast. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's... Uh, let's turn to, it's page 1199, to Titus chapter 3. Uh, and I'll just, uh, read a few words which I remember when I first discovered them. I got a, 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 a this is how I felt the world had, uh, often was. Um, chapter 3. Verse 3, page 1199, I think I said. Um, it said, we used to live in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. The world can be a terrible place, can't it? It can be a place of backbiting, of uh, one-upmanship, of, um, of, uh, uh, of, of malice and gossip. And, um, and it happens everywhere. Um, it happens in the classroom, it happens in the boardroom. Um, it happens in the pub, happens in the ski chalet, it happens uh, in, um, in the office and it happens on the building site. It's not limited to any class or type of people. This, this horrible um, uh, kind of rat race uh, in the world. And Paul says, we, um, what happened to us is... Um, when the kindness and love of God our Saviour appeared, he saved us. Not at all because of the righteous things that we had done, um, but because of his mercy. And um, because he saved us, uh, he saved us from the sin of that lifestyle, and he's also saved us from the need to feel pressured by it. And so, of course, in the church, and this is where he starts at the beginning of the chapter, in the church... We should behave, uh, as Paul says there, we should, we should um, uh, uh, to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peace, peaceable and considerate, and always be gentle towards everyone. So the church is a place where we, we don't behave like we did out there in the world. There is shade, there is peace here, um, uh, and there is shade from that uh, horrible sun. And so we can come uh, and nest uh, in these branches uh, in the kingdom of God, and it's a beautiful place to rest. And there's another reason why it's beautiful, um, and that is because nobody is excluded. Uh, there's no qualification 
to get into the kingdom of God. There's no class, no cleverness, no ability, no money, nothing else that can qualify us. All we need to do is trust God to forgive us and to help us. Um, We don't need to do anything more to get in, which means that anyone can come in. And we don't need to do anything more to stay in, which means that anyone can rest here. We're not precariously perched in the kingdom of God. It's a place of rest. Um, Now, we could say quite a bit more about that tree. Um, We could say that uh, some of the birds that come and nest here um, may be looking for trouble more than they're looking for rest. Uh, We could say that uh, its branches vary uh, in health from time to time and from place to place. Uh, We could say that uh, the growth can be quite uneven And sometimes you get a little bit more here, then sometimes a little bit more there. And maybe uh, another time that uh, we could look into all of those things a bit more deeply. But uh, what I really want to say now um, is that this tree is actually big. Um, It does keep on growing. And it is a place of beautiful rest, Um, especially uh, where its branches are healthy. And of course, this is a, a tree that anybody can come and rest in. Maybe uh, uh, a thought then, if you, if you aren't uh, a committed Christian yet, um, I hope you find this tree uh, really helpful. Um, I hope as you look at the uh, implications of the gospel and, uh, and the implication of committing your life to Christ, um, yeah, that the tree's helpful. What you, you will know that if you become a Christian, if you commit your life to Christ, you will actually be uh, in a minority. That's a, a, a big issue for most of us, isn't it? To think, actually, I'm going to be in a minority now. But what this tree shows us is that it is a good minority. It's a minority where there is rest and peace. And it also shows that it's actually not such a minority, you know, It does cover the whole country. It does cover the whole earth. It is growing. Um, And and it's really good to think about that. Um, You know, we should start by looking at the basics of the gospel. But we do want to think about that, don't we? What what we're joining in. And this is what we're joining. So, um, let's uh, bring to a close. We've got these four pictures of the kingdom of God. And they help us to see uh, that the kingdom is growing. They help us to see that it's God's plan and purpose. Um, and that the lamp brings that right out into the open. They help us to see that it just keeps happening, uh, mostly without me and you, like that field. Um, they help us to see that God's kingdom already spans the world. Um, like that huge tree. Um, and so I think um, the question I'd like to put to us all is, can we listen bigger? Can we be confident bigger? Um, <clears throat> maybe that's something we can discuss over coffee. Can you um, make a more personal connection, perhaps, with one of our mission partners? Can you be more involved in our own church uh, ministry or mission? Could you subscribe to uh, a source of Christian news, maybe uh, Evangelicals Now or maybe something similar?
um, could you uh, start praying for the world and getting information about that? Maybe uh, look at the uh, Operation World website or download their app. Um, uh, could you listen a little bit bigger? Even, you know, we encourage each other to read the Bible, don't we? But could you, could you listen to current news as well? And what you will find if you do that is you'll hear a lot of details, you'll hear some triumphs and you'll hear some struggles. But over time, uh, like that farmer who slept, um, you'll see that the kingdom uh, is growing. And all over the world you will see that God's kingdom uh, is a beautiful place where we can find shelter. And I hope that will help us to praise God because he's good and because he loves the world and because his kingdom is good and because he makes it grow.